whilst we're all at different stages in our lives, at various points along our journey, I believe that we all need to look inward and to make changes in our lifestyle. These changes could be small and incremental or bold and radical. But within them, there lies a seed of greatness that once nourished can grow and yield a new and interesting life of fulfillment, joy and passion. A life lived less ordinary. Welcome to Dug It, the first episode. Very much a family affair. That was my brother Harry Moores on piano with one of his compositions and stoked to have my dad Vince as my first guest. He's got a, a beautiful reflection for you today on his recent cycle trip, 12,000 kilometers plus on bicycle push bike from Cairo to Cape Town, which is no mean feat, if uh, if anything, it's sore feet. It's an epic trip in every sense of the word. So, but before we get stuck into that, just a bit of housekeeping. Some of you might be wondering what what is Dugget. Well, it's obviously a podcast, and it was inspired by listening to the Rich Roll podcast to begin, uh, which is a beautiful podcast if you haven't checked it out. And at the end of each of Rich's episodes, he would sign off by saying, hope you dug it. And I was looking at doing a podcast myself, and when I heard heard him say that, I just had this epiphany moment that that was what I wanted to title you know, my podcast. It was going to be all about things I dug, and maybe a touch narcissistic, but it just it just landed. So, so here, here we are. And the idea is to... To share stories, uh, journeys, different paths, to break paradigms, to be a catalyst to inspire and enlighten others, to, to raise the level of consciousness, the vibration, any which way you look at it, and uh, ultimately happiness. Happiness is at the core of all our actions, whether we kind of know it or not. Um, and when I distilled this into a philosophy, for me, it came down to experiencing more and thinking less. It was uh, out of experience, good or bad, that that's where the joy was. That's where you got caught up in the moment. That's that's the beauty of life, of, of doing it, of not being attached to the perfectionism. The only way you really learn and grow and, and develop is through experience. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Ideas are cheap. It's action where inspiration grows. Chuck Close used to say that, Inspiration was for fools, the rest of us get to work. And another great videographer, Casey Neistat, he, you know, he just talks about how cheap ideas are. You know, give give me action, give me execution, give me the product. And I think that's the one common element of all the guests of the show, whether you agree with their path or what they're doing. I mean, that's purely objective, good or bad, but what they are doing is doing something. And if this show can tip you over the edge to do that thing you've been thinking about, to follow your heart, your passion, whatever it may be, then I think that's a success and a step towards living a life less ordinary. So today we're going to hear from my father, Vince, about his latest adventure, which is the Tour de Freak, the cycle ride from Cairo to Cape Town amongst 40 odd others of kind of ranging abilities but um, all obviously with a passion for adventure 
And one of the quotes I have in my podcast pitch for a guess is that people do not decide to become extraordinary. They decide to accomplish extraordinary things by Sir Edmund Hillary. And as to do extraordinary things, it's one step at a time. In this case, one pedal stroke at a time. But I think Dad's story is quite a fascinating one. Often we take our family members or fam yeah, family members and friends for granted and look elsewhere for inspiration. And for me it, it's uh it's quite prevalent at home and Dad's story from a kid growing up in a country pub in the UK and and then uh leaving to explore the world and then working as a tour guide and obviously having some pretty interesting adventures there, ranging from um well, everything you could imagine from being, I think, chloroformed by the KGB at one point to importing genes through Russia and um, experimenting with magic mushroom recipes. Plenty of things he probably doesn't want me to share, but I think it's cool that I can hear and we can have that open discussion and, you know, parents are just like anyone else. So it's quite cool when you reach that level, we can talk to your parents about anything. And, and uh, then I guess... When you go through the similar similar age and you have those parallel stories, it's uh, it's, it's quite relatable, which I think is nice. But after travelling and, and being the tour guide, where we met my mother, who was the antithesis of the tour. She was the health the health nut who was running every morning and not drinking and just wanted to go out dancing and see all the sights. And he managed to chase her down, and they moved back to New Zealand, where he had me to start with and then my brother and sister and then obviously a drive this thing that kicks in to men in particular I think is to build that house and that fort and to provide for the family and that led him to build several businesses and and work very hard as alongside my mother for I think at one point they had six years without a holiday without a weekend away uh, particularly in hospitality with catering companies and what have and then Obviously learned from that and did well in success uh, mentoring and entrepreneur mentoring and property and a few other things as well as doing plenty of philanthropy. But then I guess it reached a point where there's a bit of fork in the road and um, dad had depression and a few things happened in the family and loss of physical and mental health to some extent. And then it's re- from that, like come out the other side and then be able to reevaluate the priorities and it just put things in perspective like what's really important what what where does that zest for life kind of come back again and for dad I guess it was the the travel and the adventure and the the unknown and getting outside of the comfort zone which I guess a lot of it he might have left behind when he had a family so since I mean, in the last few years, he's been up from base camp at Everest to cycling the length of America, um, from Canada to Mexico, to a whole range of things, really. And then this recent trip, which is seems like by far the biggest, the Tour de Freak, and then uh, he's off to Kilimanjaro shortly, so he certainly caught the bug. <laughs> And uh, it seems to be wearing off on everyone, and uh, including myself. But it's uh, an inspirational story. I'm so lucky to have it coming from a point so close to home.
and so grateful that he managed to come back from this trip in one piece and that he can share, which is a beautiful little summary of his journaling over the, I think it was approximately about five months that it took to complete the trip, doing 100k plus a day on all kinds of roads and conditions with, well, you'll hear all about it shortly, but uh, <laughs> certainly some ups and downs, literally and uh, metaphorically. And uh, I mean, I'm kind of wondering where the drive comes from to do some of these things, and I think he covers a bit of that in the in his little reflection. But in the office at home, we've got a giant world map, and on the map, he's got every country he's been to and everyone he wants to go to, and the adventures all stuck up on the wall. I think it's a beautiful reminder just to see how small we are and how many, how vast the world is, and it's. It kind of keeps you motivated and grounded, and but also aspiring for something bigger and and looking outside of uh, that kind of daily routine that that can get you down at some some extent. You know, when you got that big goal, that vision, the little wobbles, they kind of seem insignificant. It reminded me when I was recently tried. Um, it's a bit of a tangent, but slacklining, and if you're looking at your feet, it's a really difficult thing to do. Uh, but when you kind of got it look at the tree in front of you and you kind of don't worry about the feet or the little wobbles you can kind of steer yourself across the other side and and speaking of adventures from the other side without further ado we have my father Vince Moores enjoy Reflections from the TDA, Tour d'Afrique 2015. Hi, my name is Vince Moores and I have recently returned home to New Plymouth, New Zealand, having successfully completed the TDA. TDA, or Tour d'Afrique, is an overland cycling tour through the African continent from Cairo, Egypt, to Cape Town, South Africa. Pedaling over 12,000 kilometres across 10 different countries over 121 days, approximately just over 17 weeks. Since I returned home, people have asked me what were the highlights and the lowlights of the trip, and also try and understand why anyone would want to put themselves through such a grueling and painful experience. So here's my response. It all seems quite surreal being back home, and the trip now feels like a lifetime ago. Yet simultaneously, it's still also so vivid in my memory. There were certainly lots of highlights, and it's hard to try and pick the best. However, here are a few. It is not the amounts of breaths that we take in life, but the moments that take our breath away, not counting all the hills that I climbed. Some of the highlights. Sunrise hot air ballooning over the Valley of the Kings in Luxor and exploring the magnificent temples of Abu Simbel in Egypt. The whirling dervish's religious spectacle in uh, Khartoum in Sudan. Cycling through the stunning Simeon Mountains and the Blue Nile Gorge in Ethiopia. The Ngorogoro Crater and Serengeti and cycling through the amazing wildlife in Kenya, Tanzania and Botswana. Flying in a microlight over Victoria Falls in Zambia and the vast Fish River Canyon and the Serasriem sand dunes in Namibia. Cycling through the mountain passes of Makwaland in South Africa and finally the arrival into Cape Town, safely and in one piece and the incredible feeling of accomplishment and achievement of having successfully completed such an epic adventure. Some of the lowlights. The worst night of my life with vomiting, diarrhea and fever in Gondor, Ethiopia. 
struggling through the oppressive heat and corrugated dirt of the sorghum fields in Sudan, riding in 40-plus degree heat with diarrhoea and stomach cramps, enduring months of discomfort with continual saddle sores, becoming a tar baby covered from head to foot after cycling on wet tar, the atrocious corrugations, deep sand and loose gravel roads through northern Kenya, Namibia and South Africa, and cycling and camping in the rain for days on end through Malawi and Zambia. Some of the biggest surprises? That only seven of us out of 38 would stick it out and cycle 12,000 plus kilometers, seven and a half thousand miles, the distance across the continent. Another surprise was how many very capable and much younger riders gave up on the challenge of riding each day, choosing instead to ride in the truck. Another surprise was the compounding effects of cycling such used distances each day. The atrocious roads, getting sick, getting poor quality sleep, losing weight, battling headwinds, climbing endless hills, dealing with oppressive temperatures and aggressive children. Conversely, it's amazing how the body adapts and how much energy I had throughout the trip, both mentally, emotionally and physically, to overcome these challenges. The question why springs to mind. Isn't such a journey fraught with risks and danger? A quote from Helen Keller says, Security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature, nor do the children of men as a whole experience it. Avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. It is hard to comprehend why anyone would consciously want to put themselves through such hardships of ongoing sickness, diarrhea, vomiting, stomach cramps, sustaining cuts, abrasions, infections, the ever-present saddle sores, intense pain, discomfort, and relentless adversity for months on end. Indeed, I asked myself those questions on a number of occasions and thought, what the hell am I doing here? But there's also a strange masochistic pleasure of triumphing through adversity, of testing yourself, pushing your limits, and triumphing against the odds as others fall by the wayside. Sex experiences build an incredible inner strength, a courage and self-confidence that in turn opens up a whole new world of possibilities of what can achieve in, in other areas of one's life. Coming to grips with and dealing with these sorts of challenges is all part of the journey and the price one has to pay to participate in such an epic adventure. However, the upside and the ultimate pleasure of such an experience significantly outweigh the temporary discomfort and in time the pain is forgotten but the memories and experience last a lifetime. Travelling on a bicycle is a wonderful way to truly immerse yourself in a country and a great conduit to open up conversations with the locals. As you are so vulnerable, it, is immediately, uh, it immediately removes the barriers and you are more readily accepted and not seen as a threat or as a typical tourist. Some riders love the idea of getting fit whilst eating what, and drinking whatever you like and still being able to lose weight. For others, it was a competitive aspect of racing, the endorphins, the adrenaline and achieving new personal bests, climbing relentless hills or competing in time trials, pushing the boundaries and setting new milestones. Some enjoyed the sense of contribution as we raised funds and gave back into various communities along our route. And of course, there is the universal love everyone had of meeting new, like-minded and interesting people from all over the world and developing new lifelong friendships and a special type of camaraderie. For myself, it was all of the above plus more. In particular, I enjoyed experiencing all the fascinating and rich cultures, the religions, rituals and ceremonies. I love reading about the history, the geography, and experiencing the hugely diverse topographies, 
seeing firsthand the local industries, foods, farming methods, horticulture, and the way people really live. Another real highlight was a huge variety of wildlife that we saw throughout Africa. The strange and exotic animals, vibrantly colored birds and bug life, all up close and personal. We were also able to get into places very few people get an opportunity to see, riding off-road on dirt tracks through extreme remote regions and communities. Travelling at a slower pace, you also have the opportunity to really engage in all your senses, to listen to the cacophony of sounds, breathe in the unique smells, taste the ever-changing air, feel the warmth of the sun on your skin, and stop for sights along the way to take photos and talk with the locals. The daily routine and simplicity of being on a, such a trip is very attractive, and strange as it may seem, sighting for hours each day is quite a meditative process and also quite addictive. But above all, I loved the sense of freedom, the excitement of the unknown and the adventure that each new day brought, of living on the edge and feeling of being truly alive, far removed from the sanitized, safe and predictable lifestyle that can seduce us in the Western world. On my return home, my wife Kathy mentioned to a friend that she had once again found the man she married and fell in love with over 30 years ago, the intrepid adventurer, the free spirit, the fun-loving risk-taker. Like so many of us, a part of me got lost amidst the decades of being a parent, a husband and employer, coping with an endless responsibilities as a provider, a husband, a father, a owl. Having spent five months in Africa, returning home to New Zealand is quite a cultural shock. Whilst it is just wonderful to indulge and to enjoy all the creature comforts of Westernized living, it is all, such in, all in such stark contrast to how untold millions live in Africa. We are all very fortunate to be living in such a wonderful country as New Zealand, but it is all too easy to forget what we have and to really appreciate all of our blessings. Through travelling to countries less fortunate, it really brings home just how much we have to be thankful for, and each day I find I'm giving thanks for so many simple pleasures that can be so easily taken for granted. I've been very fortunate to have lived an unconventional life, and I've always had a passion for travel, adventure and risk-taking. Since leaving school at 15, I hitchhiked around Europe, emigrated to South Africa at 19, and at 23 worked as a tour leader taking people around the world. However, like many, I then entered a difficult, different phase of life, getting married, starting a family, setting up a number of businesses, and taking on commitments and responsibilities. Along the way, my passion for adventure, travel, adventure and travel were repressed and limited to the odd weekend away fishing, hunting, or diving with mates. Whilst we're all at different stages in our lives, at various points along our journey, I believe that we all need to look inward and to make changes in our lifestyle. These changes could be small and incremental, or bold and radical. But within them, there lies a seed of greatness that, once nourished, can grow and yield a new and interesting life of fulfillment, joy, and passion, a life lived less ordinary. In summary, I would like to share the sage words of author John Krakauer. He says, So many people live within unhappy circumstances, and yet will not take the initiative to change their situation because they are conditioned to a life of security, conformity and conservatism, all of which may appear to give one peace of mind, but in reality nothing is more damaging to the adventurous spirit within a man than a secure future. The very basic core of man's living spirit is his passion for adventure. The joy of life comes from our encounters with new experiences, and hence there is no greater joy than to have an endlessly changing horizon, for each day to have a new and different sun. If you want to get more out of life, you must lose your inclination for monotonous security, 
and adopt a helter-skelter style of life that will at first appear to, uh, appear to you as crazy. But once you become accustomed to such a life, you will see its full meaning and its incredible beauty. John Krakauer, Into the Wild. Good stuff there. Okay. Great. That's great. Well, it's your personal take on everything, and it's it's absolutely totally you. Did you get that? That's yeah. awesome. That's great. Does that resonate with you, or not? It, it, what you want isn't everything that I want. That's that's the man. No, but could you? No, but. But I think that that. Um, encompass everything that that, um, that somebody would want to listen and hear um, in terms of um, why what would you do that for and how does it feel and it, it was a great reflection that is awesome good and sweet too yeah dad's really good like that he doesn't fluff around size. the corners like I do he doesn't he doesn't fluff really up the curves and keeping it to the point but getting the point across Uh, that was my mother, Kathy Moores. Got a few little notes there. I left the mic going, which I thought was uh, quite cool. Um, yeah, I have to say my mum is super supportive. She kind of just exudes love and compassion and uh, lets every one of the family kind of live their full potential. So super grateful for my mum and for my dad to share that on the first podcast. Um Hope you all dug it and the parts of it resonated with you and maybe we can take something out of it to help you live a life less ordinary. So again, that was the first episode of Dug It. Definitely a work in progress as I try and craft my skills as a part-time uh, sound engineer and interviewer, but I have plenty more talks coming up with award-winning entrepreneurs and business people and athletes a friend who's the happiest person I know and I know a few happy people so he's uh, <laughs> he's pretty exceptional also uh, leading heart researchers a whole variety so and uh, more conversational but nonetheless insightful and inspiring so hope to have you uh, tuning in again sometime soon and if you could this episode was brought to you by myself so if you could share and uh, tell people about the podcast if you enjoyed it and and uh, you can hashtag Duggan on Instagram and tag me at Duggan follow me on Duggan at Facebook and also Duggan.nz um, and uh, reviews on iTunes are much appreciated so more shares the merrier hope you dug it and look forward to having you tune in soon Here's my brother Harry playing us out once more. Remember, think less, experience more. Namaste.